welcome to the second episode of the Hannah and Savannah Hour. I'm Hannah. And I'm Savannah. Okay. We came back for a second one. Why? I don't know. <laughs> we did this to ourselves. We did. But I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here in my room that is now stifling hot. <laughs> Very toasty. There's a lot of things you have to think about, you know, like sound quality, but... It's true. It's true. There's a fan in my room we desperately like to turn on. <laughs> Absolutely cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also want you to be able to hear us, so... Here we are. Here we are. So. We have decided that we're going to do some more very important questions this episode. And we have them lined up for you already. <laughs> um, so really the most important question I think I could ever ask you in your whole life Just is, to start off. Yeah, yeah, I mean just to start out yeah. with obviously nothing too serious but like very serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, is if me. you could be in a sitcom, if you had to be in some TV sitcom for the rest of your life, hmm. what would you be in? Ooh. That is an interesting question. One immediately comes to mind, and that would be Friends. But yes, there's a lot of problem with Friends, though. It's I mean, they just run into so many issues. Not that they don't on sitcoms generally, but like they just have <laughs> their whole shtick. They just have a whole host of problems. Um, let's see, what's another what's another good sitcom that you think it might be? I feel like you're a very Big Bang Theory. I love Big Bang Theory. I think yeah. it's hilarious. I could probably sing the opening for you, but I'm not going to at all. <laughs> okay, so down. I'll just keep it at those two. But okay, I'm just gonna go with friends. Would you be somebody, or would you be a seventh? Oh. See, I really want to be a seventh, but I feel like you'd have to add an eighth. You'd have to add another yeah. guy because, like, the dynamic of like girls would to all guys change. would all change. I would either merge myself with Phoebe, or I'd be myself. Okay. A Phoebe Buffet. 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 I don't know. I've never actually Buffet. seen Friends. <gasps> Bite your tongue. <laughs> it's so good. I had roommates that watched it in Bible college, and I, I've seen a few episodes, and I think it's funny. I've just, I've tried Aww. to get into it, like, when my roommates would watch it, and I just, I really couldn't. Oh, my gosh. No, it, it's just so good. I used to watch it in college when I was, like, doing homework, and me and one of my other roommates would sit down and watch, like, a mm-hmm. whole season while we're trying to study yeah. in air quotes. <laughs> we retained so much information that way. I did. I know the whole plot of the whole second season by heart. No. Um, yeah. So probably I'd roll with that one. Okay. Uh, equally important question. I'm very intrigued to know your answer. Oh, no. Okay. What is a song that you're embarrassed about that you know all of the words to? Oh, no. So... I don't think I've told you this. I think you've got a couple. I think you have a few. I I may. (laughs) Um, I have a deep love for Taylor Swift. As we all do. I have listened to her since I was a a kid. But um, when I was, I think, in junior high, she did an April Fool's joke with T-Pain. Shut the front door. (laughs) It's called Thug Story. It is the funniest song. (laughs) And I literally can do the whole thing. Like... In her voice, all of the words, probably most of the dance moves. Um, can we get a selection? Absolutely of- not. <laughs> um, I want you to bless me in this way. It won't happen. <laughs> You're going to be waiting till glory. <laughs> but um, the other one that I, I do love the shock value of when okay, people find out. Se- yeah, there had to be more than one. Is Lose Yourself by Eminem. No. 
I have like a really odd music genre that I listen to. I'm like Taylor Swift and Eminem. And Eminem. But I don't know any of his other songs. I just like, I don't remember. It was in like a movie or something. And know. it was on the radio all the time. I feel like it's got to be like one of his, if not his it's, most popular song, then his Yeah, his I literally couldn't tell you any other songs. But. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's. Eminem. Yeah. We got a little rapper in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. We didn't know. I wish we still didn't. <laughs> no, I feel treated by this. This treats me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is from my, is it called like an alma mater? Is that your college? Yeah. Okay. That's from my alma mater. We used to, oh my gosh. I just can't tell this story in its entirety, but basically we had these like little routines that we had to show in our, like, it was, it was called tradition. It was like an initiation week for all the freshmen and we had to learn these dance routines. Oh no. Part of it was at the end, we would have to like, like tap our fist over our heart twice and be like, that treats me. <laughs> That's so cheesy and I love it. it. The whole thing. Oh dear. No, I think it was so bad. my favorite, at least one around here, is Sac State. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the hornets, like a bee. Yeah. So everyone sticks their pinky fingers up, and it's like, stingers up! Oh. Yeah. That's really embarrassing. I, I, can you imagine a stadium full of people <laughs> being like, stingers up? Like, I really love Sacramento guys, and I have Sacramento pride to my bones. Do but you? like. That one's real hard for me to grapple with. Like, Sacramento, eh, could take it or leave. <laughs> like, I, like, ride or die with Sacramento. I will watch any movie about Sacramento. Really? Somebody's from Sacramento. The sports, like, the Kings, they're awful. Couldn't tell you anything about basketball. Will still be excited for the Kings if they do anything. Do you often find movies that have Sacramento? Well, no, but like Lady Bird and like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I keep. And like Greta Gerwig's coming out with um, she's the one that wrote Lady Bird mm-hmm. is coming out with Little Women, which Little Women's a favorite oh, movie. Oh, I am so excited for that. Yes. The reboot, like obviously nothing's gonna top. You're never gonna top Winona Ryder, Christian Bale. I was just gonna say that, but I'm excited because there's a good cast. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't ruin it. I know. I feel like they're definitely going to take out some of, like, the major themes of Little Women, which yeah. is, like, the transcendental, like, movement. Yeah. Like, a lot of the modern, or, like, modern, a lot of the older, like, Christian themes. Which is really there. funny, because I watched it, like, I mean, I watched it all the time in college, but I really watched it recently, since I've been, like, studying, like, theology and, um, like, world events and, like, feminism and how that all, like, intersections together. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was wildly feminist for the time period. Oh, for sure. Like, I had never really thought about that, because, like, now looking back on it, it's, like, really funny. Yeah. But, like, I was watching it and was thinking about, like, how the mom's very, like, get your girls educated and obviously something we would agree with and, like, all these good things. But then it was, like, when her daughter wants to get married to some guy, she's like, but he needs to have a house. (laughs) Which, like, now, if you were, like, making it in modern times, you'd be like... It's fine. Like, you can have your own house because you're an independent woman. I don't know. I'm still like, he needs to have a house. I know. <laughs> he needs to have the ability to provide. I, yeah. But if, if you know, Which somebody randomly in Hollywood would be making it, they would yeah. say, oh, that's so outdated. But, well, like, really, that was wildly feminist for the time to think, like, your daughter could choose who she married. Also, I think it's, like, a more traditional view for us now. It'd be like, they need to be able to provide for someone, you yeah. know. And just the fact that she even, like, 
can turn down Lori and like she's and no, does like a psycho and does like a psycho because who would turn down Christian Bale young Christian Bale I might for add. also no no regardless of who Lori is Professor Bear like really I know okay like he was like a lot older than her and not nearly as interesting but I'm gonna go back to Lori because I'm in love with him um <laughs> he is like her age they practically grew up together they See, like all the same like things a Gilbert they're best Life friends. Girl. A what? A Gilbert Blythe girl. Who's that? Like Anna Green Gables. Gilbert Blythe. Oh, I've been like nearly killed for not having read or seen <gasps> any of those. You've books. never seen Anna Green Gables? Or this, read it? This is legit the same reaction I get every time I say that. Yeah, because that's insane. Thank you. You like read a lot too. Oh yeah. Currently staring at like all of my books. That's just one of the bookshelves that you can Yeah, there's see. more. <laughs> and none of them have Anna Green Gables? No, you will not find that book on well, either of my bookshelves. I know what you're getting for Christmas. You don't have to. You don't <laughs> want to. It's like, it's <laughs> the best. It is the best. She's also Presbyterian. I'm newly Presbyterian. I know, but. That'd be, you know. It's just fun. I was newly Presbyterian when I read the books. Huh. So, well, I reread the books. I read them as a kid, but I, I reread the books. But. Good, good. Um. Oh, oh, oh. So, ladies and gents, uh, we have had multiple requests, I will say, that we need to tell you guys more about ourselves. So, we've come up with some interesting questions. Interesting is a nice way to put it. Yeah. Okay, we did look on Teen Vogue for some of these questions. Which is, like, never the place to look for questions. No. Far too intense. Yeah. Also, just like... (laughs) Yeah, not big fans of them. Not big fans of them. But we did find some good questions to ask. So, along with these random tidbits, like, you know, what show we'd be on, what songs you can or cannot rap perfectly I mean, I don't know what you're saying, cannot. (laughs) I I can rap my songs I mean, I haven't heard it, but... You won't until glory. Uh, I just can't imagine, though, that I'll be rapping a whole lot of Eminem in in, heaven. No. But, like, like, if one would be... So, I don't really know, do I? No receipts. (laughs) Anywho, so... What you got for me? We have the first question here. Do you think you're brave? Do I think I'm brave? Do you think you're brave? And you can interpret that in any way you like, in all the ways you like. I think that I can be. Flesh that out. What does that mean? <laughs> That's not, I love that I phrase. Think, yeah. <laughs> Get that on a mug for you. <laughs> I think that I perform well under pressure. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I I can do, like, in an emergency situation, I'm great. Like, I will power through, the adrenaline kicks in, and I have got, like, everything planned, figured out, like, the problem and the, the solution, or at least... Are you talking in, like, a fire? Like, how... No, it, I mean, just, like, like, an emergency situation. Like, when my dad was sick, like, things would, you know, would come up and we'd have to go to the hospital, and, like, mm-hmm. I always was the one that, like, can, like, really think through and, like, how we're going to do things practically, remembers to get certain things that need to be got, like... I've so got you're that responsible. down. Yeah. And like I can hold it together, but there's a certain point where I don't anymore. I don't hold it together. So I think I'm I'm well at pretending that I'm or I'm well. I'm good at pretending I'm brave. <laughs> like I can I can fake it till I make it. When's the okay, so when's like the last time that you really like put yourself out there and did something that you're like, I'm terrified, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Because that's what I, I would mean, define bravery as. It's like doing something that you are afraid of, but like... I mean, besides starting a podcast? Yeah, this doesn't count. <laughs> Girl, dig <dig-dig>. deep. <laughs> I... 
I don't know. Honestly, I really think the last, like, big thing in my life was switching to my current church, like, the one we go to. Oh, yeah. That was a really big deal because I was, like, I joke that I was, like, a closeted Presbyterian for a long time. <laughs> but, like, I really was. Like, I think I knew the truth, you know, about, like, that I really agreed with, you know, covenant theology and reformed theology. Mm-hmm. And I was really afraid to make the switch because it was going to really change things. And it did. It really changed a lot of my friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to most of the people I used to be good friends with at my old church. And I don't think it's because they're, you know, they think I'm awful or anything. But I think that things change when you move to a different church. And, you know, obviously, it. it I think there's no way for it not to feel personal sometimes. Like, yeah. obviously, if you're leaving because your theology has changed, it feels a little personal. Well, when yeah, it's, like, not meant that way. No, I mean, because there's always kind of that, even if you're not trying yeah. to imply that But it just makes it sound like they're right. super wrong and yeah. I'm right, yeah. yeah. There's always that. Yeah, just... and, like, I, what the, what the really funny thing is, is I totally recommend people go there. Like, I have some friends that are, you know, very similar to the theology of this church. It was a really solid church. I mean, they're basically Reformed Baptist. I mean, they aren't, they aren't confessional, but... They really theologically align with most things that a Reformed Baptist church would believe. And I totally recommend people go there all the time. I'm like, oh, you know, if you're in this area and you're looking for a good church, like, this is a really solid church to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was really hard for me. And then I think, like, going to a new church alone is really hard. Yeah. Like, it is a big st- Like, I didn't... I had one friend, but they weren't always there. When yeah. I started coming to my church, and so I would I'd sit alone most Sundays in the beginning. Yeah. And thankfully, our church is so friendly. Like they we really are. They're almost too friendly. <laughs> like so great. <laughs> like I always felt like I had somebody that I could, you know, I would meet for the first time, and then I mean, I quickly felt like I had friends there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like it's just a hard thing when you're going and you don't have your family with you. We have whether that's you know you're married, you're going with your spouse, or you go with your parents. I mean, it's a it's a hard thing to go and sit alone at church. So yeah. I think that's something that I'm thankful our church does well is, is reach out to people and harass them into being our friends, really. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I definitely felt the same way, though. I mean, I had a group of people that I, um, you know, knew before coming to our church, and I was so, so thankful at, like, how many people just on my first Sunday, they were like, you haven't been here before. Hi, yeah. this is who I am. Like, come, you know join us again and I did yeah. feel very welcomed by our church so but let me throw that back on you what's the hmm? last oh. thing you did what's the little miss it's uh, a good question crickets um okay well I do think that I I'm gonna go out on a limb and sound a little bit prideful here I do think that I'm brave but I just don't I feel like it's an attitude, not necessarily, yeah. like, always, like, an action. No, you are a bold person, and I appreciate it to the end of the end of the earth. I think it's wonderful. Sometimes too much, I think. I like to push the envelope. I will say You that. are extra in the best way. Thank you. I love that. Like guacamole. Extra guacamole? Like guacamole is extra. Yeah, so like 250 you. extra. I know. Freaking Chipotle, man. That gets me every time. I get so mad. Um, okay, but things that I've done recently that would be brave. I mean, just, I feel like changing jobs for, like, yeah. no necessary reason is a brave thing. It is. I'm currently doing that. Um, I was super comfortable at my job, and I was, you know. You were well-liked. Thank you. Um, 
I think I was good at my job. I, like, knew what I was doing. Um, So it was just, like, a really comfortable situation. But I felt like I wanted more for myself in, like, career possibilities and just kind of stretching myself as far as, like, what I'm going to be learning and what I'm going to be doing and taking on leadership roles. Um, And obviously, you know, like, a raise doesn't hurt here and then. (laughs) I can be bought. I can be. I I do have a price, and they have matched that price. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even so, it's scary. I'm still a little bit nervous. I'm starting in a couple days. Um, But, yeah, I think that was probably the last, like, the most recent brave thing that I've done. But... So, in I guess in that vein of making big life changes, yeah. what do you think about five years from now, oh. where do you see yourself? That's always, am I in an interview right now? Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, technically. This is for your new job. Oh, good. <laughs> You're going to be a podcaster forever. This is a recording you're going to send to my new employer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, next five years. I feel like it's always so vague, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like to find, like, companionship in the next five years. Whatever that means. Like, I could see myself being married in five years. But on the other hand, I'm also fiercely independent. I could see myself still being single in five years. Or a happy medium of just, like, getting to know someone. Yeah. Um, Like, ideally, ideally there would be that companionship. I would like to have a little bit more financial security. I don't know. Sometimes I just, my future is so up in the air. I'm like, I want to be a farmer and have a ranch with animals. And then the other side of me is like, I don't like bugs. So that's never going to work out for me. I should just. Like, I'm going to move on a farm, but not anyone with bugs. Yeah. Can you find me a bugless farm? That was like the that weirdest thing. That has healthy thing. soil though. <laughs> to me, I went and visited a friend in, uh, in Texas. Yeah. And the amount of animals that like weren't their animals. They're mm-hmm. just wild. Just walking around. Yeah. I saw this documentary actually the other day and it was talking, it like showed this super barren piece of land that these two people just bought and they hadn't farmed before and they hired this guy to do like a natural planning for them and basically it all came down to like the health of their soil. Like they spent most of their money like getting the soil to be healthy and then like doing natural processes to like bring about the farm's success like using other animals to solve problems yeah and like it was just this really intertwined like environment they were basically creating an ecosystem that they then lived off of and sold their fruits of their labor from and and like all of these random animals started showing up to this it's a really great documentary like there were animals Mm -hmm. that i had never heard of and like i live in elk grove so there's the like, capital of all the animals you've no, ever heard but, of. but like there is farmland there. Yeah. Like we have cows and and like di- you know different you know dairy farms and you know we have like big animals, but we don't just have like these weird not chicken animals that just like roam the earth. I'm really desperate to know. Can you name one no, of these I animals? No, I cannot remember. <laughs> what, but I can vividly explain what they look like. But that really helps no one. I'm watching the wheels of her mind turn here, trying to find an animal that's not a cow or a chicken, and she's failing so hard. But they're like... <laughs> yeah, clearly I grew up in the suburbs. But, <laughs> but like... Ranch is not in your five-year plan. <laughs> but like... It may. Snakes and... There it and is. And big bugs. Good job. <laughs> The amount of spiders. Ew. Staggering. Cannot do spiders. I just killed my very first black widow the other day, and I'm a woman now. You're an adult now, now. yeah. Yeah. You've made it, really. I have. But, 
Yeah, so I, who knows? Basically, I just want stability. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that so much to ask? We're just millennials. Yes. Like, I just want a place to live, <laughs> and I just want love. <laughs> like, friendship, whatever. I just want a family. <laughs> that sounds uber desperate. No, but I have no idea. Do I want a dog? I don't know. I definitely want cats. Hmm. What, what That's where that? we differ. Yeah, you're a dog person, huh? I mean, I'm an outside animal person. I love the idea of having a farm. Do I want any of the animals in my house? Absolutely not. (laughs) Do I, like, think it's awesome when people have their own animals that they slaughter and, like, you know, have their own chickens so they have their own eggs and, like, have their own goats for milk and, like, love it, so here for it. Absolutely don't want a dog inside my house or a cat, really. Wow. But you're cool with, like, slaughtering them. Cause, oh, like, yeah. that makes me cry. I'm like, don't kill my animals. I've raised them since infancy. No, but. I had, I was babysitting a kid one time, and we were, you know, walking around at this park, and there were wild turkeys. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, why do we only eat turkeys on Thanksgiving? And we kind of have this, like, conversation <laughs> about how we don't only eat them, we just don't eat, like, the whole bird typically, like, yeah. other times. Well, you know, we so need, you wouldn't see it all at once. We need the tryptophan to put us to sleep <laughs> so that we can sleep off our stupor and then go back to eat dessert. Eat more, That's yeah. That's turkey. <laughs> but um, we were talking about how, like, you know, you know, we eat an- animals in general. And, mm-hmm. you know, he just kind of didn't realize that, like, chickens were, like, what chicken nuggets were. Like, that that's, oh. that was how that worked, and, like, and so we're talking, and he's like, so, I can eat my dog? And I, I was mean, like, you know. Technically. Technically, yes, people do eat dogs, and there's nothing wrong with that. If they're farmed and appropriately raised and people take care of them, nothing morally wrong with eating a dog. Do we eat our own pets? No. Like, I don't want to come over tomorrow and your mom tell me that you tried to kill your dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's really... Like, we will not be eating no. Milo or Otis. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so cute. It's also, like, wildly sad to me. Wildly sad. It's just... Uh. But... Um, did we also notice that they at no point said um, that there's no harm of any of the animals in that movie? I think mm. one of the mama cats drowned in the making of that film. Sorry to bring the whole mood down, but... <laughs> We're like, here, let's talk about happy things like animals dying. Did but... you also tell that child that, like, we can eat animals as just, like, a metaphor for eating death? Which is what... It's like a theological point. Never mind. Okay. But I did tell it. them that God told us we could eat animals, and we had this, like, in-depth conversation about it. And actually, mm-hmm. I think it's very good. This kid didn't cry on me, so that was good. How old was this child? I'm like... Four. Oh. It took that well. Yeah. 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 I I remember the conversation my parents had with me, and I was just real grossed out. Like. About eating animals? Yeah. It wasn't like I was sad. I was just like, why? Like. <laughs> why do we do this that thing? That is new. <laughs> that is new. No. Like, that is yucky. I still won't eat lamb. I mean, I have. Lamb eat, is so good. I have eaten lamb. But it really just, it's something inside me. I don't enjoy eating it. It mm. makes me sad. It's okay. I'm like lamb. Speaking of sadness, segue, <laughs> what's something silly that you've cried about? Like recently or over my lifetime? Just like whatever you can think of. What's something just silly you probably shouldn't have like, shouldn't have brought you to tears, but you just were there in it. So <laughs> more, more strange things that I um, have done in my life is um, 
obviously as a kid I watched Winnie the Pooh a lot. There's like those huffleups and woozles. Really freaked me out. Really? Yeah. Every time they came on, I would cry. Like, oh no. Like, really intensely. So my parents ended up stopping letting me watch that part of the show because they were like, this is far too much. (laughs) (laughs) That was the moment they knew they had a dramatic child. (laughs) The huffleups. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But, yes. What about you? Cried recently over anything ridiculous? Or in general over your lifetime? Oh, like, have you cried? Yeah. Let's see. I thought you were asking me if I've cried recently about anything just, like, ridiculous just like in about your life. I was like, oh, that's pointed. Um, <laughs> like, your life is a joke, so no. So tell me about it. Have you cried? <laughs> yeah, but not something I'm willing to talk about on the podcast. Um, yeah, so you've for sure seen Finding Nemo, right? <gasps> I think I know where you're going with this. Well, I'm answer the question. Have you seen Finding Nemo? Yeah, of course I've seen Finding okay, Nemo. Okay, not a have monster. Have you also seen Finding Dory? No. Oh, okay. I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, well, it's fine. I was in the theater watching Finding Dory. Okay. Yes, an animated film. And I was like, front row. I don't want to ruin the movie for you, It's though. fine. I won't be watching it. Oh, it's a really good movie. Okay. I have feelings about Finding Nemo. I don't want to hear them if they're gonna make. Nope, I'm in it. Um, so I was watching Finding Dory, and there's this part where she like is reunited with her parents because oh. she's trying to find them, and like. But you were in the theater when you were crying. I was <laughs> no, not just crying, weeping, weeping in the theater because at the beginning of the movie they established that when she was a baby fish, she really liked purple seashells, and so her mom would make little paths of purple seashells, and then she. Oh got lost right so the whole movie she's trying to find her parents at the end she does find her parents and when she finds her house there are like thousands of purple seashells in every direction going out in little paths so that somewhere sometime dory might come across a path of purple seashells and find her way home that is really sad i'm showing up right now (laughs) you know what i amend my answer actually Mm. um have you listened to the hamilton soundtrack no Okay. Well, do you know what Hamilton is? It's a play. Like the musical music. about Alexander Hamilton. Sure. They, at, at a certain point they, in the show, it's the transition from, like, when George Washington's leaving office. Mm. And they have this song called One Last Time. And it's no. his, like, last speech. Stop. <laughs> to his last speech to the, you know, the colonies, I guess, you know. And he's, yeah. You know, talking to them about how much he's, you know, he's worked really hard and how he admitted he's made mistakes and how he just wants to, like, go live his life on his farm with his wife. No. And <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> it's so sad. But also very moving. And yeah. I'm just like, I was driving to Texas and I'm, like, weeping. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, on I-5 in Southern California. <laughs> and just, like tears. Oh like, my goodness. And like oh. other people are around in their cars. Yeah, just watching this Just unfold. watching me. But I, they probably can't hear the music so they just see this girl like holding <laughs> on to the steering wheel. Like I like dry heaving, like crying. <laughs> About George Washington nonetheless. Like oh, if that is not yeah. the most homeschooler thing I've ever done. <laughs> that's up there. That's on the, that's it's, high up on the list. It's gotta be. <laughs> Oh, man. No, yeah. 
most of my like irrational crying has to do with like movies or TV shows or yeah. something. Oh, okay, this was not silly, but boy did I lose it. Have <laughs> <laughs> you have you ever seen Grey's Anatomy? Have you watched any? So, have I ever seen Grey's Anatomy? I, I basically got my medical degree from them. <laughs> yourself um, <laughs> with the banana <laughs> oh my gosh um so season four's finale i don't okay i don't want to ruin the show for people who are we talking seen... about 007 no oh okay i think it was the plane episode oh oh, oh. <laughs> with mark and lexi <laughs> oh my gosh i cannot man see context for this not that you need context because it's just sad but also it was like I was coming out of like a six-hour binge of this show. It's like <laughs> you're like real deep. Three <laughs> thirty in the morning. I'm oh. like haven't bathed in like two days because I, <laughs> I was on vacation and I was only watching this show. Like I was in it. <laughs> I had never seen it before. Oh, and so I had like six hours previous started watching yet again and was like in it. It was like three thirty in the morning and I was just so emotionally like stressed from yeah. this whole conundrum yeah and then man that is that's a really sad episode and they're just if y'all haven't watched Grey's Anatomy many don't many, do it alone many characters die um people who are in love die it's just very upsetting <laughs> it's kind of like real life I guess <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no but like bad things happen to people all the time <laughs> people who love each other die all the time we're like real happy today. We're just like, and then there was death and more death. <laughs> it's <that>? Monday. <laughs> Podcast title: Death and More Death. It's up there. It's an option. We'll see. Oh, so okay. So now somebody, that we've talked about that, <laughs> we've had a request to discuss that like oh, yeah. weird thing that is like, you know, dating and courtship, like. How that works, and especially as women, like, how we view that and, like, how that affects us and how we behave within that, so. And just so, like, as a disclaimer, we're very unqualified to talk about this. (laughs) Like, nobody should have asked us to talk about this, but multiple people have asked us to talk about this. Which, I'm just like, why do you want my opinion? I'm unmarried for a reason. (laughs) I'm like, clearly I've got it figured out because... All my experience points to... All my experience with no one. (laughs) Like, this is just... But, um, we can tell you what we've read and heard about in books, so... Yeah. Feed the people their cake. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just leave them to the water. (laughs) But... So. So what do you think about when you hear courtship... I cringe. I think we have similar reactions. Mm -hmm. Because we we grew up in the I Kiss Dating Goodbye was... Second to the Bible. Everybody and their mama had purity rings. It's true. And while I think we both agree that some of the overarching ideas may not be bad, they maybe came from a bad place. Yeah, and I mean, I think some of the, I think their guiding principles were on point. There, I think a lot of it is um, standards to keep people pure, which is not a bad thing in and of itself. Totally. I just think they took um, they took biblical principles and they had a slip and slide mentality about it yeah. and started putting up all of these very legalistic rules. Yeah. Um, because I think we all think of, like, that stereotypical, like, you know, 
people that like skirts only and like they sit with a Bible in between them and like everyone like they never are alone and like haven't touched hands since they laid eyes on each other. That's <laughs> enough contact yeah. for the two of you. <laughs> like you've seen each other once. You can get married now. <laughs> but like I think having you know parental or if that's not an option obviously like and, and even if it is an option also your church being involved you know like your elders in your session you know being involved in your life I think um, those are all good things are all good things but I think where it, it went off the rails was that almost it was taught as like this is the the formula to have a good marriage and oh, this yeah. is the way you do it if you are going to do it correct otherwise you yeah. are in sin where oh, we yeah. can't draw that line because that line is not there given by scripture. And I was definitely, I will say, I, I think we had to read that book um, at some point in my in education. Yeah, or before I went to the school that I went to. I think we had oh. to read that book. Um, but I was, by the end of high school, petrified of, like, dating in general. I'm serious because... Like, like I've looked at a boy. It's gone too far already. Well, no, not that. It's just, like, to me, it was, like, it, it's something to take so seriously. And I do think you Absolutely. should take marriage seriously. Um, but it was driven home in such a way that it felt like, um, you know, if you're going to go out with someone, you have to know that they are, like... Yeah. A person you could marry. Not necessarily that they're the person you should marry, but a person you could marry. Yeah. I I tend to lean towards, like, viewing dates as, like, you know, obviously I'd like to know something about the person I'm going out with. I'd like to know that they're a Christian, first of all. No. Um, but to me, I just, I view going out with someone on, like, a date or to lunch or whatever as, like, getting to know them. Yeah. And I think and that, that that's been, you know, we've done... I think a lot of, you know, guys, especially a disservice, but even, mm-hmm. even girls that like, you, you don't ask someone on a date or you don't agree to go on a date unless you're basically ready to like get engaged the next time. Like that is your like, like that's what it is. It gets so serious so quickly. Whereas right. like, and that was you know, how, especially, and I think in the, a lot of these groups that are very courtship heavy, that genders are very separated. Like you're not friends with each other. So I don't yeah. know how you would be able to commit to that that quickly. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, I could, I mean, it would be more understandable to me if they really, like, they, the, like, in in a, any setting where courtship in that way and yeah. in, with those um, stipulations we just laid out, if that was what was laid out as the standard, if those men and women were, like, regularly engaging in, like, friendship things, yeah, you know, like, like group activities. Group activity, I could see that more. I'd still be really uncomfortable with it, but I But just, in the, like, the general premise, like, this isn't the worst idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, because then you have the opposite side. I mean, you have courtship that we have on the one hand, then you have yeah. the, you know, definitely, like, a worldly view of dating. When I think say. that's what courtship was, was we saw... A reaction. Hey, this is, like, this is real bad. This casual stuff mm-hmm. where everyone's just, like, getting into all kinds of trouble. Not good. Not what we want. Uh, you know, parents were looking at this, I think, saying, this is not what we want for our kids. Mm-hmm. And so all this, this courtship culture kind of came about to be the, again, like, that formula. Like, like an overcompensation on the other end, yeah. I would say. Because you have this, like, definitely, like, worldly view of, like, um, definitely thinking that, like, sex can be casual Um, You don't have to know people, um, you know, as long as you can get along and, like, maybe see your life working out together. Like, or or not not even even, then. Not even that. Like, that's a conservative view. Yeah. You know. But it was, yeah, just that casual culture of, like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. 
you know, there's not, there's no mm-hmm. rules. Like, do whatever you want, whatever you feel like is good for you. Yeah. And I think that's what culture, like, the courtship thing. thing kind of, yeah, came out of was this, like, this, this reactionary method rather than, like, you know, and people were trying, I think, to base it off the Bible, but they were saying, you know, they, they that slippery slope mentality of, like, yeah. well, if you hold hands, then you're going to get into really bad trouble down the line because you held hands or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Nobody's kissing till they're married because... You, like, you may fall into sin. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like... But also, I, I think mean, that like that caused you're... a lot of other problems. Well, yeah, because, I mean, bottom line is we're people. And I think that, I mean, you can sin just by, like, yeah. looking at someone. So, I mean, I think there's some room for, like, who the people in that relationship yeah. are. What... I mean, you know yourself best when it yeah. comes to, like, what you can and or should do. Like... As far as, like, physical limitations go, like, yeah. should we hold hands? Like, if that's yeah. something where you're, like, nope, I'm not, totally. you know, not comfortable with that, then, like, that's one thing. Then, yeah. I don't know. I think that, like, there there is a lot of room for, obviously, within the realms of being biblical, there's room for different, different standards. Some people may not hold hands until they're engaged or whatever their rule is. And other people, you know, may be totally fine with that. And do that, you know, a lot earlier on in the relationship. And it's, like, not the same. But, like, we, you know, obviously, I think you prefer in the relationship whoever's more conservative one on that. Like, if somebody's really uncomfortable, they don't want to kiss until they're engaged or married or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you go with that. But, like, there's no, like, I can't point anybody to a verse that says, you know, like, this is how, you know, on the third time the guy comes over, this is what he... You know, this is when it's appropriate to sit this close to each other or, like, whatever. I can't yeah. tell you that. You're or like, just not going to... Well, because, I mean, I think there's definitely, like, the spirit of the law yeah. that comes into play there. You know, yeah. loving your neighbor and, lo- and loving and honoring God. Like, you're not loving your neighbor. You're not loving the person that you're, you know, going out with if you're making them stumble or, like, Absolutely. making them uncomfortable or... I mean... Sometimes it's not about making them uncomfortable. Sometimes it's making them too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you have to think about it in that context. As long as you are loving that person in the true sense of love and not just like... In a biblical, you know, giving your life for the other. Right. And not loving them the way that like the world wants to say is loving them because that gets real messy real quick. Like... Yeah. Then you can follow that guideline to its natural end, which is going to be like a good and wholesome... Like, yeah, relationship, whether relationship. that ends in yeah. marriage or not. And I think that that's something I think that's really good about courtships is that the idea is that you you want to be proud of that relationship, whether it works out or not. You want to be I was proud just gonna say that. of your, your relationship. You want to look back and be like, wow, what a great friendship I had with that person for that time, you know, whether or not you end up married. Right. You know, if you break up, you don't want to look back on something and say, wow, I really wish... We had done things this way. Um, And I think that that's something really to consider that, like, a lot of people date other people before they get married. Yeah. And you don't want to, like, get married. I mean, and obviously if you do, like, there's grace and forgiveness. This is not, like, an end-of-your-life sentence, but, like, everyone, I think, would prefer less heartbreak. Like, nobody's going to go sign up to be, like, sad about stuff they did. Yeah, so and I can definitely speak to that. I mean, I haven't been in, like, a lot of relationships, but I've been in, in um, 
one more serious relationship and I do have regrets from that relationship and it's like I I'm not someone that can give like super great like advice on how to get the guy of your dreams and all that but I can I can point back to a relationship and be like hey I have regrets from that like I Mm. think that it's really important going into any sort of relationship that you behave in a way that you can look back on and be proud of your own behavior and even if it does end is not going to be something that you're like ashamed of or something that um is not god honoring i mean that's really the best advice yeah. that i can give to anyone our age older than us younger than us like yeah just basically basically what we're taught yeah, honor every god. week honor yeah. god like honor christ in in anything that you're doing and but especially i think in in where you're placing your affections who you're giving your heart to, um, and who you're giving physical affection to. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, and I think that that's, like, something, yeah, to consider, obviously, in any relationship, but especially, like, in a dating relationship where there's feelings involved and hurt can happen if it doesn't work out, is that, like, that person is an image bearer. Yes. Like, they, you know, are as worthy as you are to Christ. Like, you know, there's not this, like this level thing even if they've wronged you and that's so much easier to say (laughs) than to practice because it's so hard when you've been hurt by somebody to say you know god forgave me and i can forgive you Mm -hmm. even though this sucks right now and it's very hard and obviously your relationships can change your friendship may become different than it was prior to the breakup or the even if you weren't dating you're in one of those like Mm -hmm. situationships like <laughs> a flirtation ship <laughs> but like yeah if you're in that situation and then you know things change like you have to remember that that person is an image bearer and they are a christian and you care about them as a brother and sister in the lord yeah and i think that you'll find that if you are like dating someone and then you break up with them if there are any things in that relationship that you regret, there is a really big, like, drive to not ever talk to that person ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not something, like, in an ideal relationship that you would want to have happen. Like, you want yeah. to still have, like, a love for them as an image bearer. You want to still, um... Yeah. I don't know. I And that's a little bit touchy, because it is hard to be friends with exes, yeah. but... Yeah, but I think it no matter what easier. the situation is, is you. I mean, you have to be, especially if you go to church together, obviously, sure. able to exist in the body of Christ together, which, again, yeah. so much easier for me to say than yeah. for me to actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard to actually do it. And that's good. I mean, I think that we have to be... At, I mean, I feel like such a big part of growing up is becoming good at awkward things. Like... <laughs> having awkward conversations amen sister. and and pushing through the awkward is so important yeah like, don't let things fester are you talking like specifically pertaining to like male fe- female relationships or just like in I general think, obviously in this context yes but i think in general i mean obviously you're gonna have awkward conversations in like your whole life mm-hmm. so you need to get good at them but i think especially where a lot of people like allow um things to kind of get out of hand is that like if you're like hanging out with people but you're not really sure what the deal oh, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like we're just not gonna talk about it and like act like everything's totally normal cringe but it's like no none of this is normal this is painful to watch like, <laughs> <laughs> like just being on the sidelines
deadlines. I'm sweating for you. Like, and we may have different thoughts on this, but I really think that it's never too soon to DTR. Yeah, we do have different thoughts on this. Because I don't think that that means you have to have a DTR where you're, like, friends and you're, you know, dating and engaged. Like, that's not what I mean. But I think that, like, it's never too soon, like, when you're hanging out with somebody in the beginning stages to be like, hey, I'm really enjoying hanging out with you. You know, I, you know, I'm interested in you. I don't know where this is going to go. I, you know, I don't want to put a label on it, but like, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. How millennial of you. No, I mean, (laughs) I don't mean this like casual dating thing, but I don't think, I think it's just like, I don't, somebody doesn't need to feel pressured to be like, you have to be a couple right now. But I also think it's just really dangerous to leave like these unclear waters. And especially because I think, uh, well, I've heard this analogy a lot and I think it's a good one is that girls are spaghetti like in the way their brains work and guys are waffles like uh, guys compart- that mean? <laughs> like girls every thought intersects like we could be talking about blue paint and get to like infant baptism and like the whole thoughts would all connect somehow I'm sure and like you would track with me yeah but like a, a dude may not they might, like, really think, like, I've heard this from, especially a lot of married couples, like, a wife will be, like, saying something, and then she'll switch to a different topic that in her mind makes sense, but a guy's like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> and, like, whereas, like, apparently, <laughs> can't verify, but, like, yeah. men's brains are more compartmentalized. Like, they, I have heard they that. can box things, whereas, like, I don't even know what boxing things up means. Like, I, like, everything is interconnected, and, like, every thought and every conversation I've ever had intersects with all these other thoughts and conversations and like yeah which all has its role i will say i mean just the way that you have to work out life's problems there are some yeah. things that i should and i really want to forget about but they just gnaw at my they mind just won't. yeah and like i've talked to guy friends and they're like mm, oh yeah i was worried about this one thing but then you know i started doing something else <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about and then i went for a run and i'm like <laughs> did that help you they're like oh yeah yeah <laughs> boy i wish <laughs> Yeah, but I just think the other thing that I thought is really important to to touch on is that no oh, wait, matter wait wait I had I wanted oh, to yeah. speak to that I forgot for a minute where we had come from so much for the uh, because all of our thoughts were in together yeah um, but as far as like defining a relationship I will disagree a little bit with you on that because I think that while the goal for for you for like never having a DTR too soon would to be not to put pressure on things and like to not have like you know, mixed signals, you know, I think that having a DTR super soon can put a lot of pressure on a relationship to be, like, very defined, even though the goal was to, like, maybe not so much have it, like, be super defined, but, like, having your intentions stated. That can, that can still put pressure on a relationship that can be hard. Yeah, I guess I just don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that that's good. (laughs) I think, like, I don't think people need to be messing around. Like, we obviously, as Christians, don't do not do the casual dating thing. Like, this is not what yeah, we do. No. So, like, I just think that it's, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying do this before you date them a couple times. But, like, once you know that there is interest, preferably on both sides, ideally. But even if it's not, then then everyone's clear. It, like, is, like again, it just comes back to, like, you got to push through the awkward and, like... I guess, like, I don't mean just men, but, like, man up a little bit about it, like. Yeah, but I do think there's a difference between, like, 
casual dating in the sense that we've labeled like this area over here as like casual dating and like casually dating someone even if you do have the goal of marriage at the end of any dating situation you're in does that make sense sure like where you're not like right now I'm very serious about being married within like two years or anything like that but like but I also wouldn't date you to have it go nowhere. Yes. I don't know. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah. Am I making sense or am I just no, I get running it. into I get what you mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I, I think so often I hear from so many girls that they, you know, they've hung out with this guy for, like, a year. Oh, yeah. And I've been in situations like and that. Like, that's not what I'm trying to have that happen. Is n- but like, no, and I think that's where I'm coming from is, like, I just don't want... I think that those are wildly inappropriate... Should not. Yeah. Like, on both ends. Should not have been, like, I know at least in, like, the ones that I've been in, like, should not have been allowed to go that long <laughs> on, like, either end. Like, the, I, I mean, ideally, I think the guy should should be the one to go on on the limb first. But, like. And define the relationship. Yeah. But if they don't. I, I think I know your reason for why you think that. But why don't you give your reasoning why you think the man should be the one to, I to think, do that? That if they can't handle the pressure of, not that it's easy. Like, no. I think it's incredibly brave and difficult and and hard to go out on a limb when you're not really sure if somebody's interested in you. I mean, that's very vulnerable. And I, I, I feel for men because, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's a big job. But I think if they can't handle the pressure of going out on a limb and putting themselves out there... In a small way. I mean, nobody's going to be, like, they're so weird. If a girl doesn't like you at your church Mm -hmm. and you go out and ask her out and she says, no, thank you, that's, like, the end of it. And, like, you know, hopefully, you know, no gossip and anything would happen. I mean, and I I would really hope that that's not happening. So, like, if they can't handle the pressure of that, I would worry about what that affects in other ways. Like, does that affect their ability to, like you know, be an adult and have awkward conversations in other areas of their life? Like, probably, if that's, like, if that's I mean, an issue. It might. I would push back a little bit and say that, like, a woman, like, in, like, in a marriage, like, a woman is supposed to be, like, a help to yeah. her husband. And, like, especially for guys who are more awkward in their, I'm gonna, yeah, just, like, more awkward, I guess, with women that it might be helpful for the girl to, like, maybe initiate that conversation to, like, if if it's a situation where they both have feelings for each other or whatever, and it's kind yeah. of like you are doing that DTR, I don't think it's necessarily inappropriate for the woman to bring up something like that. Just because, like, that's not the way that all people or all men are gifted is to, like, broach those subjects. Not to yeah. say that they're not willing to and deal I with think those issues. that there's a, an art... To the lean. Oh, like what is that? <laughs> you know, like in what is it? Like the the, the cowboy days. Like you know, like mm. women would drop their handkerchief, so the guy would pick it up and introduce themselves. Oh, the women yeah. totally knew what they were doing. It's very like they were in. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to be one of the Bennets, <laughs> but like. They would drop their handkerchief with the intention of this man picking it up. It was not because they wanted to drop their handkerchief. Yeah. Like, the, like the lean, like, and obviously. Yeah. We are not uh, as equipped with handkerchiefs now. We have modern leans. We, yes. 
<laughs> but well, wait, I'm gonna stretch you. Off the top of your head, give an example of like a modern lean for a woman. To really do that encouraging of a man. <laughs> I... This is so weird. I know. I have to throw it out there because I'm so, so curious. But I think, like, asking them about things that they've mentioned and, like, recalling things in previous conversations and, like, showing a little bit more than average interest, like... Do you think, though, that that's something that, like, most men would pick up on? Or is that too subtle? I think, depending on how it's done. I think it's really situational. And obviously, you have to know the person you're talking to. That's true. Like, but, yeah, there's obviously not... But I also think, like, you know, like, there's also a good friend. You gotta have a good friend to just be like, hey, you know who's great? Yeah. A wing lady. Um, I think that's more our modern handkerchief, is our our friends that are like, hey, you know who's wonderful? Everyone has that mom in their church that's, like, all about setting all the young people up. Mm -hmm. Have that mom. Just kind of... Nudge. Nudge just a little. They just nudge. Um, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is hard because, obviously, like, there isn't, there isn't, the, like, a physical thing you can do. Like, you can't, like, what are you going to drop your phone? Like. <laughs> I do all the time, but not for but leaning not, purposes. Not for leaning purposes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, there, there, you got to figure out, I'm, and obviously, we're so qualified in this aspect. <laughs> All of this topic is this whole, our expertise. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can expect, I don't think you can reasonably expect a guy to just come up to you out of nowhere and talk to you if you've never talked to him and ask you out. I think that's insane. But it does happen, but I don't think typically. But yeah, if you it are. It can happen. I mean, it, it can. It happens I mean, it, more it often than you but, might think. I don't know. I think, I mean, if you're, if you go to church together, I think just on the average, it may just not like happen out of nowhere. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you have somebody nudge or, you know, I think social media can be used as a good lean. Social media is a great lean. I will agree with you on that. I, yeah. Without delving into too much detail. (laughs) I can't give away all our secrets, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You message us afterwards for our leaning tips. (laughs) No. That's not pri- not at all. That's not primarily what the podcast is about. <laughs> just talk. Or will ever be about. No, no. But I um yeah, I just think like it's just it, it they need to initiate, but you can help them along, you know, because nobody would want to go up to somebody that they had never met or really had any serious conversations with and delve their heart to them. So That's true. I think just, I have asked guys out before though. Have you? Yes. How did that go? It went fine. Like, we did end up going out. I mean... I mean, obviously not... <laughs> I am single, so you will... You can appreciate that it didn't work out, like, in the end, but I've done that before. See, this is, I think, what's nice about our friendship is I am, like, way too nervous. Like... <laughs> I, like... Obviously, you know this, but I'm very, like... No, they're like they're a cute boy. I like cannot talk to them. And <laughs> is this where the podcast is going? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but you're like you're very bold and I appreciate that because you, you balance me out and I have gotten to be a little bit more bold. And she reigns me in. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what a pair. What a pa- two peas in a pod. <laughs> With plenty of space for opinions. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I just think though that like ultimately you need to consider anybody you date, that there is a possibility of getting married to them. I'm a big fan of giving everyone a chance. Go to coffee with anybody. 
Like, hang out with your friends, see what happens. You are so much more open than I am. (laughs) What do you mean? I just feel like, I, yeah, you can, I mean, go to coffee with your friends and stuff, especially if you're, I mean, if your friends are guys, that's awesome. But I am not one of those people who thinks that, like, all friendships can turn into a relationship. Oh, no, I mean, I don't think all of them, but I definitely think, like, if somebody's interested in you and you think there is, like, a remote possibility, it's not a bad thing to explore. Yeah, no. But be, be brave. Thi- go go to coffee. Go to coffee. But the thing I think about though is that I that I do see sometimes is like p- people maybe not considering, especially girls. I think really need to think about that in marriage you are the one to submit. That's been a hard one for me That's, to swallow for a really long time. I mean, and while obviously I think it's very scary for men to have to be the leaders, I don't know that side of it. I do know the fact though that I've seen so many women married to guys and have to submit to very serious things that they disagree with. Mm. So there is something to be said for being very careful about, especially theology. Yeah. I don't think you need to line up on everything. Like, really, who cares about, like, you know, what color you thought something was in the Oh, is that a theological point? (laughs) No, but people get fussy about stuff that, like, super doesn't matter. Like, I even personally think, like... If you're general, I mean, obviously some end times there might be discrepancies, but like Mm -hmm. in how that plays out. But if you're like generally pretty close, but you maybe think this thing happens in the end times and they are, you know, on the opposite end. Yeah. Like that is really not going to affect your life in any way. Mm -hmm. But like what may affect your life is like baptism or covenant theology. Like these are important things that like some people are totally okay submitting on and (laughs) crossing over the baptism waters in marriage but you know like other people may not be um and I just think like that's something to consider yeah I'll agree with that so sort of to sum up our we know nothing yeah we don't know a lot about ask your session (laughs) ask your session um, I'm not really sure if we addressed every all the questions that were put to us about probably not probably not but we tried. We did. We I, covered a lot. Yeah. Basically, you can just come up and ask us or co- leave a comment if you want on the Yeah, podcast. we have DMs, obviously, on the we Instagram page. We do have page. DMs. Um, if you have any, like, specific questions for us about dating, um, we tried our best for you here, but neither of us are really... Um, we aren't what you would call experts. We're not wizards or connoisseurs in the dating slash courtship circle. <laughs> Basically, honor God. Love God. Love your neighbor. Do your best. Be kind. <laughs> Be kind. That reminds me of the Cinderella movie. What oh, What does she say? What is that quote? Have courage and be kind. Hey! That's the podcast! That's the whole podcast! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, have courage and be kind. Thanks for listening. Bye.